morning. Hope all of you are doing well. I know, because I've discussed it with people before, that a lot of people get real weird when you talk about being friends with God. Mainly because they feel that it it lowers God in, in relationship to us. And I want you to understand that that's not what I'm trying to do is level us so that we're on the same plane with God. What I'm trying to get you to do is to think about what a friend is and how much that definition applies in our relationship with God. Let's see. Friendship is a state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. In all cultures, friendships are important relationships throughout a person's lifespan. And that's the definition from Encyclopedia Britannica. Think about it for a minute. The people, I mean, we all have people that we're acquainted with. Most of us actually have very, very few friends. Because a friend is somebody that you care a great deal about. A friend is somebody that you'll do for even when it causes you problems. You'll go out of your way to help your friend. You'll do for them things that you wouldn't do for the ordinary Joe. And you'll let them get by with stuff. You'd slap a hair lip on anybody else if they did that to you. That's just the way it is. And and it's it's important for us to realize that that's the kind of relationship we need to have with God, except we've also got to realize that God's just a little way above our, our level. Say, about the distance between, the distance from a helium atom to the sun, <laughs> as far as size differential, if you will. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see, we know from this scripture and another one that that God called Abraham his friend. The other one is in Isaiah 41. But you, Israel, are my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. You, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions 
and said to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, from that definition of friend, is that God telling Israel he's their friend? Let's look at that again. Friendship is a state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. Israel is a people. God is God. And yet, he's offering that. I think he offers that to you and I as well. Enduring affection. Could you call that love? Would that be an unfair characterization? In Matthew, the 22nd chapter, verses 37 to 30 to 40, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite very favorite verses in all the Bible because it tells me that I should love God and the relationship that I need to have with Him and yet at the same time it tells me that I need to love everybody else and you know there are some people that I have a real hard time loving I don't know about the rest of you but there are some people that it's just tough and, and, and I'll be honest I'm not real sure that I make it most of the time with some of those people because they I don't know it, it, I just can't get there from here personally and and it's sometimes it's their attitude sometimes it's a personality conflict. Sometimes they feel the same way about me. Maybe I don't know. But it, it just doesn't gel for me with some people. And other people, first time I meet them, it's just like we were brothers. Except I don't even have a brother. <laughs> except you guys. And a few other hundred people that I love but you know it's important for us to understand that that we are to love God and we're to love our neighbors and when you love somebody well there's a whole chapter in 1 Corinthians devoted to love take a chance and, and go read that sometime and then see if you're doing some of that esteem is value in Matthew the 6th chapter in the 24th verse it says no one can Jesus speaking says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other 
You cannot serve God and mammon. Because I wasn't sure what mammon was, I went in vines and I looked it up and it said that it's being, it, by, mammon is defined in vines as being personal treasures or those things upon which you place personal value. In other words, you must not place anything ahead of God in your personal valuation. Hmm. That sounds like one of those their Ten Commandments, doesn't it? You got it? Got it in your head? Okay. Intimacy is communication. Interpersonal communication. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that God talks to me, okay? But sometimes I can go read the Bible or somebody will tell me something and, and it's almost like I needed that. You know, in Romans 12 chapter verses 9 to 13, it says, Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, Distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Continuing, continuing steadfastly in prayer. That's communication. Talking to God. And you know, when you got a friend, do you set up an appointment to talk to that friend? Do you just talk to them occasionally? Or do you try to talk to them pretty often? They're your real friends now. When you've got somebody that you care about, somebody that you're truly friends with, you really do try to talk to them pretty often. And you don't try to make a big deal out of it and make it real formal. What you do do is try to talk and talk to them about things that matter. You don't talk about inconsequential things. If you have something that you need some help with, isn't that the first person you go to? If they're really that good a friend, shouldn't you be doing that with God when you need some help? God be the first one you talk to about it. When you've wronged somebody, do you go to them and say, man, I'm sorry. Should you do that with God? When... When you're just feeling a little bit down, or maybe when you're feeling a whole lot down, do you go talk to somebody about it? How about going and talking to God about it? God's there. He's waiting with open arms.
He wants you to communicate with Him. And He's going to use other people. He'll use the Bible. He'll use all kinds of ways to communicate with you. Likely as not, I don't know any of it. I don't know. Maybe somebody, maybe he does talk to somebody, but he's never, I've never had communication. And frankly, if I got something from out of the middle of nowhere, I'd be concerned that it was Satan. <laughs> you know, I really would. So I'd have to be pretty careful about it. But you should take every chance you get to talk to God in prayer. Don't forget to thank Him once in a while. Don't forget to say some praises about Him once in a while. Trust. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verses 19 to 25, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as that you see the day approaching. Trust. You can trust God. In full assurance of faith. We, if we believe in God, and we, otherwise why are we here if we don't? But how often do you really trust Him? I don't know, sometimes I have these little doubts that occur. Sometimes they're big ones. But, you know, it's, it's important for us to mentally recognize that we can trust God. He's promised to be faithful, to forgive us if we confess our sins to Him. He has offered His grace for your, the forgiveness of your sins and my sins. He sent Jesus down here to die on the cross so that your sins could be forgiven, could be washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Does that sound like somebody you ought to doubt? That He goes to that much effort for you or for me (coughs) 
we can trust God to do what He said He'll do. Now, that's basically what I wanted to cover. And those points of what a friend is. But a couple of other, three other things I believe it is. In the world, we're equal to friends. But we are not. And note that's big, all caps. We are not equal to God. Some of us take advantage of friendship with others. We cannot take advantage of God. He wins every time. Remember that while we can be friends with God, we're still His servants. And let's not forget that. And I didn't put this one on there because I think it's obvious, but, but let me mention it anyway. Some of you in here work for other people. Actually, everybody in here that works, works for somebody else. Because everybody has a boss. And it's, have you ever noticed that it's hard to be friends with a boss or for the boss to be friends with other people? There's several reasons for that. One of which is that people, being people, a lot of people tend to try and take advantage of the boss. Or, uh, 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 you know, when they're the friend because they feel like that they ought to get special treatment. God's not going to give us special treatment. He treats everybody the same. The offer is there for every one of us. And it depends on our relationship with God from our perspective, not from God's perspective. It's hard in that relationship of the boss as, as a friend because, you know, the boss has to keep a, a bit of a distance because he may have to fire you one day. For some reason, something you do or something that is beyond his control because they're having a downsizing in the company or any of those kinds of things. And it's, it's real hard to be friends with somebody that you might have to fire. It's real hard in the boss to be the boss and to say you know I just can't give you that raise because the company can't can't afford it or because it's going to create problems with other people you know God doesn't give you advantages just because you're a Christian he gives you what you need what you have to have. He's promised to take care of our needs. That's what I wanted you to understand today is that it's possible to be friends with God, but we can't try and take advantage. We can't outwit God because God's intelligence is way, way above ours. 
Now, it's, it's important to me to think about God as a friend because in friendship you can share things that you can't share with anybody else. And God's the best friend any of us have because He already knows what kind of a lousy, slimy person that I am. He already knows everything about me. And yet I can go to him and I can tell him, God, I done messed up again. And I did this and I did that. And you know what? I know he'll forgive me. Because I'm going and I'm truly sorry about it, but, you know, I messed up again. And I know that God is waiting for me to talk to Him. And I know that if, I, if I'm down, God's there to give me a hug. Sometimes I need one. I know that God's there to help other people when I, I recognize that they have needs and, and I can ask God for help for them. And I don't know about you, but to me, that's what a friend is. Somebody you can talk to, somebody that will give you help, somebody who will do for you what you need doing. So today, in that definition, if you're not being a friend to God, maybe you ought to consider trying to be a little better friend to God. And if there's something that we can do to help you today, we invite you to come as we stand and as we sing.